The Coffee Smarter Podcast is supported by Zumbar Coffee and Tea in Southern California, which you can find online at zumbarcoffee.com or in real life at one of two locations, the original Sorrento Valley Roastery or their satellite cafe, which is only steps from the beach in Cardiff, California. Founded in 2003, they're part of the pioneering class of third wave coffee roasters. Since the beginning, the Zumbar team has been diligent in their efforts to satisfy not only their customers' coffee habits, but also their coffee curiosity. Learn more and order coffee at zumbarcoffee.com. I'm partial to the Hummingbird Roast as a daily drinker, and I love that I can order it in bulk at zumbarcoffee.com. Hey everybody, welcome to this Coffee Smarter Chat hosted by me, Ryan Wolt of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. Uh, On this show, we try to help you uh, and readers of the newsletter make a better cup of coffee at home. Uh, We're focusing this season on manual coffee brewers and coffee brewers that people might purchase when they're just getting started. Today, we're going to be discussing the AeroPress Immersion Coffee Brewer, and I'm joined by my friend and coffee mentor, Hippie Chris O'Brien. He's the founder and head roaster of Coffee Cycle Roasting in Pacific Beach, San Diego. Hey, Chris, uh, it's great to have you back. How, how are you today and what are you drinking? Oh, hey, Ryan. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, just drinking a tasty cup of coffee, obviously. Um, right now I'm drinking... Are you using some sort of TV voice with me right now? What is happening? <laughs> I, I think it's actually my my radio face that you're noticing. Oh, is yeah. That, yeah, yeah, like a kind of a nice little lilt there, like you were a mailman on a children's sitcom. Oh well, thank you, Ryan. Oh, oh hey, now you got gravitas. <laughs> I, I apologize. What are you drinking, and uh, and how did you brew it? Uh, today I'm drinking our newest offering at Coffee Cycle Roastery. It's the Ethiopia Cola Bolcha Number Four. It's a washed Ethiopian coffee. From the Agaro region, tasting notes are somewhat tea-like with a lot of really nice sweet lime citrus and some really nice uh, delicate florals in there as well. I brewed it on my Hario Switch, which is the standard brewer we use at Coffee Cycle Roasting. And yeah, it's just a great, great cup of coffee. I, I, I love drinking coffees like this that are kind of lighter bodied because I feel like I can drink them all day. And, you know, this one's just got such a nice like levels of subtlety to it that I just always feel every drink is a little bit different and really enjoy it. We talked about the Hario V60 uh, pour over brewer on our last show. And I actually think at the beginning of that, I said we were going to reference the switch near the end and I forgot. Uh, So (laughs) if you could tell me real quick, what is the difference between the traditional V60 Hario Hario pour over and the switch version? Uh, You know, the switch version is pretty simply different. It just has a switch on the bottom. Um, and the switch is really a, a valve. Mm. It basically stops all water from flowing through the bottom until you hit the switch and then the water or coffee can flow through. And so this kind of gives you a little bit of a best of both worlds scenario where you get to steep it all together like a French press, kind of get a little bit more body and richness out of the coffee. Um, but it still drains down through the filter paper. So it gives you a bit cleaner of a cup than a French press with all those oils in it. 
Does that does that require then a change in the grind size from the traditional pour over V60? Well, yes and no. The easy answer is that you can use the traditional V60 grind size, no problem. Or you can use a different grind size if you want it. Coarser than that, actually. Not not really finer than that. Interesting. Well, yeah. I will definitely uh, be sure to add the link to the switch and maybe a photo or a comparison in the newsletter somewhere, roastwestcoast.com. Uh, but today we are talking about the AeroPress, which I am holding here. Uh, I first became aware of when I was doing bicycle rides out to coffee. And this is the brewer that the, the coffee brewer was using to make coffee on the side of the trail. I did do some reading. I know we've mentioned that's new for me this season, but uh, I've been really enjoying it. You can learn all kinds of stuff if you just search for it. And uh, the website that tells you about that device has actually got some pretty fun, funny <laughs> stuff on it. I've, I've done some reading on that brewer too. <laughs> well, the the AeroPress is a coffee brewer that was invented or created by a guy named Alan Adler. He was a professor of engineering at Stanford. He's also the founder of the Aerobi, which is like a flying disc. Not not a Frisbee brand, but like it's a flying disc with the hole cut out of the middle. The company also makes footballs. Totally different world than obviously coffee. But this he designed kind of especially for making an, uh, a single cup of coffee or a small amount of espresso. And this thing hit the market in 2005. Uh, I'm just going to describe it real quick. It is essentially a plastic cylinder with another plastic cylinder with a rubber end that pushes down through it like a plunger. So it's a cylinder and a cylinder with a plunger. And at the end of the bottom is a a filter, a little circle filter that screws on and off with holes in it. And you put a little uh, circular paper filter. Looks like something you'd cut out of like a a cone-shaped filter at the bottom. And that's where the coffee comes through. So That is kind of what I learned so far about it. I actually have one of these that I've been using for the last year or so. What's interesting, I think, about this is how popular it got right away with both people who love craft coffee or in the industry, but also people who like brewing coffee outdoors. That's kind of how I got started on it. And if you go on Instagram, you'll see it everywhere. But there's also more than one way to use this brewer. Uh, There's a traditional method and an inverted method. And so I'm hoping you can describe kind of the traditional method first. We'll talk about kind of what the benefits are and, and detractions, distractions, cons, the bad so things. That happen. <laughs> so you use that brewer, right? You don't. Just I do it. use this, and I use it in a traditional. That's what I was going to ask. You're team traditional or team inverted? I'm team traditional because I the inverted involves flipping it over, and I'm afraid to do that. I, I'm team inverted. I like I like flipping it over. <laughs> so I'm team yeah. traditional. And if you if you could just tell us how that works. <laughs> All right. So in our last episode, we talked about the Hario V60, and in the traditional method of brewing the AeroPress, it starts out sort of similar to a V60. So what you do is you put your little circular paper filter onto the plastic circular filter holder, which is kind of like. Ryan described it's like this grate. It's 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 not it's a filter, but it's it's really just a big grate. It's got big holes in it and just holds that paper filter. So you put that paper filter in there and then you wet the filter because you always want to pre-wet your filters when you're brewing coffee if you can. So then you lock that onto the bottom of the, the main brewing cylinder and filter side down, you put that on top of your coffee mug. And then you pour your coffee grinds inside that cylinder. So now you've got a cylinder 
with coffee grounds in it and you've got a filter on the bottom. Then you take your boiling water or near boiling water and you simply pour it on top of those grounds and you fill up the cylinder about three quarters of the way or so, maybe a little bit more. And there's a bunch of variations on exactly how to do this because the AeroPress is also sold with a small plastic paddle. And the paddle is for stirring the grounds and water together. And the idea behind that is that you don't want to get any clumps of dry grounds that haven't interacted with water. And the grounds are going to want to stick together sometimes, uh, sometimes because of static or just because they're compacted um, somehow or other from their journey from the grinder into your AeroPress. So you have your grounds in there on top of your filter paper. You pour your hot water in. And as you pour the hot water in, the water is going to want to start dripping down through the grounds and into your coffee cup. But if you're brewing with an AeroPress, you actually don't want that yet. So what you do is you then take your other uh, plunger cylinder, which has a little rubber gasket on the bottom, and you insert it in the top of the cylinder that's sitting on top of your coffee brewer. So you put that little gasket part right in the top. And what that does is now... If the water were to try to drip out the bottom of your brewing cylinder, well, it can't because then it would create a vacuum above it. And so by sealing the top of that cylinder, it's kind of like when you put your finger on top of a straw and a glass of water and a glass of water, um, you've prevented that water from dripping out the bottom. And as soon as you remove your finger, the water is going to want to drip out the bottom. But instead of removing that plunger like you would do with a straw and water, with the AeroPress, we're going to shock. We're going to press it. Uh, we're going to push it down and slowly plunge that hot coffee down through the filter and into your cup. This is the traditional method, and this is the method that um, the inventor recommends. He does not recommend the inverted method, mainly because of the danger factor, but also because this method works really well. As Ryan can tell you, he makes coffee with it, and so do many other people. Oh, I didn't say the coffee I made was good. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but what I do like about this is, you know, when the brewing is done, uh, roughly, it's one of the fastest brewers, which is kind of cool. So if you're in a hurry and you still want to make a manual cup, it brews really fast. Uh, most of the recipes are between two and three minutes. When you push it down, you're you're pushing that rubber plunger down and it's forcing the air down, which is pushing that coffee down through the holes into your cup. And when you get to the bottom, it has compacted all of those coffee grinds into a little puck. And so cleanup is incredibly easy uh, with this, which is one of the reasons I use it and one of the reasons I love it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts about the AeroPress is how easy it is to clean. It's so nice. I've never done the inverted method, but how is that different from the traditional method? Obviously, you flip it over at some point, but at what point in the process are you doing that? So basically... I mean, I think the main purpose of the inverted method is that those first couple drips of coffee that come out before you put the plunger on in the, in the traditional method, you don't lose those drips. You don't have those drip out early in the inverted method. So what you do is you put your plunger down on the counter, rubber gasket side up. Then you put your brewing device, your brewing cylinder on top of it. So you create that seal. That's the last step in the traditional method. You create it right at the beginning. And then you put your grounds in there, and then you pour hot water in there. So what you've basically done is you've created, you know, a, a test tube or just a, a cylinder that's just going to hold coffee grounds and water in it 
together and it's it's going to go nowhere right because it can't go past that rubber rubber gasket on the on the end of the plunger side so you fill it up with with water you use your paddle to to break up any clumps and you have your pre-wetted filter on the side in its little holder and so as soon as the cylinder is full of hot water and coffee then you put that filter um, and its holder on top and you lock it on and this is the fun and scary part which is now you have to flip this thing that's full of boiling water 180 degrees and get it on top of your coffee cup my favorite way to do it is i put the coffee cup sort of on top of that and i flip it all as a unit and that way i have you know less risk and i'll be able to hold both the plunger cylinder and the brewing cylinder with with one hand i kind of hold it at that juncture and then i hold the coffee mug with my other hand and I flip them all as one unit, and then I can plunge down. I think it might just be because I was taught that way, or maybe I don't want to lose those few drips, but or maybe I just like the fun of flipping a cylinder of boiling water. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I tend to get pretty good results. You know, the beauty of the AeroPress is how many different ways there really are to brew with it. There's even an AeroPress World Championships every year where people attempt different styles of brewing in it. Besides uh, being easy to brew, it's extremely lightweight. It's easy to travel with. You know, you can throw it in your bag or your backpack or whatever. It's not going to break. It's it's all plastic. Uh, very versatile, which is helpful. And one of the, vers- the versatile things is in addition to making like a pour over hybrid immersion cup of coffee, uh, you can also get close to like an espresso style coffee because you're using the pressure. And there are some add-ons that even help you create more pressure that you can screw onto the bottom. I, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that when you have kind of a finer coffee grind in the AeroPress, you're going to end up with like less as, less acidity. It's going to be a real full-bodied flavor, and you're not going to have like that. It, you're not going to have as much of that paper filter taste or kind of the the grittiness of a pour-over cup of coffee. I'll let you let me know. And then, what besides the dripping? Are there any negatives to the to the AeroPress? You know, not necessarily. Some people, you know, don't like brewing in plastic for, you know, silly reasons. This is a very heat-resistant plastic that's totally capable of of handling boiling water. I don't love brewing concentrated cups of coffee in it or espresso-style cups of coffee. I just find they're always kind of a little too far shy of the mark. You know, if I want an, a pressure-brewed cup of coffee, I want an espresso. And I really need a fully-powered espresso machine to do that. Uh, my understanding is that the attachments for the AeroPress to kind of help create a more pressurized environment for the coffee to brew in um, do get you a little closer to the mark. Uh, and so if that makes you happy, you know, then then go for it. Um, not my favorite, but I don't want to sort of just put a blanket. I don't like these on there because I honestly haven't really tried any of them. I've, I've tried one of them once and it was, it was okay. It was a little better as far as a concentrated cup goes. Like I said, it gets you a little closer to the mark. The AeroPress, its main drawback, I think, is that it's, it's fairly small. So if you want to brew a larger amount of coffee, you have to brew it as a concentrate and then dilute it out to the amount that you'd like it at. And a lot of people brew it that way. I, I believe on their website, they do actually recommend that because it does make a pretty small amount of coffee. I tend to drink pretty small amounts of coffee, so I actually love the amount the AeroPress makes me. I have the smaller version of the AeroPress. I have the the newest 
AeroPress. It's called the AeroPress Go. And it's about 75% the size of the traditional AeroPress, which is already quite small. And I love the amount of coffee the AeroPress Go makes me. It's like perfect for me. So when I'm traveling, I'm very happy with the amount of coffee that I'm brewing on my AeroPress with my little hand grinder. But yeah, there's not that many um, downsides to it that I can think of off the top of my head. What were you thinking of? That was the biggest one for me. I have the bigger AeroPress. And as I've established over many seasons of these coffee podcasts, I drink massive quantities of coffee in the morning. So I'm usually brewing two or three of these to get through the day. And if I'm traveling, you know, I'm brewing coffee maybe for two with my wife. Sometimes it's like, all right, now I got to do this multiple times. And But that's where I, I try to get away from looking at brewing coffee as a task and look at it more as an experience and try to say, okay, this is like a cool thing that I get to do where I'm interacting with this uh, with this food, with this beverage um, that somebody farmed somewhere. And it, it takes a little bit takes a little bit of that, you know, that annoyance of not getting that coffee so fast uh, into my system, but gives me a little bit more of a, a connection with the coffee that I'm drinking. And I'm already usually camping or outside, or uh, sometimes I'll just take this down to the beach and brew a cup of coffee while looking at the waves in the morning, which is about as Southern California as you can get. Uh, probably also wearing a puffy coat and, you know, some fleece lined pants because it's only 60 degrees. I remember stories of um, airline flight attendants having issues with customers who would get boiling water from various restaurants in airports and then brew an AeroPress on their airplane seat tray. (laughs) There was some incident where somebody spilled boiling water because the seat tray wasn't stable enough and they had to limit the temperature of water that was being served out in the airports. And it's like, so yeah, you can brew them anywhere. You can definitely take them anywhere, which I love. And they're relatively affordable. 35 to 40 bucks, depending on which version you're getting. The filters are, are incredibly cheap. I think I bought a pack of 300 and some filters, 350 filters for like $8. Um, you might find them for 10 or 12 or whatever, but you know, pennies uh, per cup of coffee when you're purchasing them. And, and other than that, I think it's a great brewer. And I, I do, I find that the, the taste of the coffee that I brew with this comes out with, it definitely feels a little bit richer to me. And I actually like to brew some darker roasts in it, which I don't normally drink at home because I think it really enhances the chocolateness of it and kind of that rich flavor. But but that's just me and, you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I always feel like the AeroPress can give me more if I put more into it. You know, I read sometimes, uh, you know, after the, the AeroPress World Championship happens, I'll read some of the top recipes for it. And these are, you know, coffee professionals that are, that are really putting some some thought and science into how to brew their coffee perfectly. So they have temperature controlled water to within a degree. They have different water chemistries. They'll stir three times gently clockwise and one time vigorously counterclockwise. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. These are these are you know how these recipes work. You know they'll dilute them down with um, with certain amounts of water or not. They'll stir when the however many grams are in there and then add more grams of water. There's a lot of subtlety to it. So I kind of always feel like if I'm getting more of a certain trait out of my AeroPress, that that's because of something I did and not necessarily because it's a trait of the AeroPress itself. It's because that's the way that I'm using it because it does have that level of versatility. And I think it was the um, first AeroPress world champion recipe list I, I ever looked at. It was, you know, written by someone who had kind of a, 
a good sense of humor, at least my kind of sense of humor, because at the end he put a, a joke one, which was the, the foot stomp, which was instead of pressing it with your hand, the coffee actually tastes best if you press it with your foot. So you put the whole brewing apparatus on the ground and give it a good stomp. And I don't know, every time I think about the arrow press, I think about the foot stomp brewing method. And maybe that's maybe that's where you get your most chocolates out of it. I don't know. I, I did come up with one other con, though, which is I think when you're brewing with a finer grind trying to make those espressos, you know, there's an issue with the seal of the paper filter on the bottom of the plastic. And so when you're brewing just a regular pour over, pretty much... Over 99% of the coffee water is going just straight through that filter and into your into your cup. But when you're really pushing down hard and trying to get espresso out of it or espresso style out of it, and I think it recommends you don't push too hard on this thing, but we have finer grounds, you're pushing harder. I do feel like some of the grounds do sometimes get through the edge of the paper. And so I have gotten some minor grittiness to my arrow presses that were brewed more concentrated that I, I didn't love. So that's definitely one of my cons that I've encountered. Well, then I'm going to close it out with a pro, which is as when I am pushing down on this, this plunger, it makes this really cool, like Ooh, pressure yeah. sound. And it makes really me feel like good. I'm accomplishing something in, you know, like I'm manufacturing something. I'm not just brewing this coffee. This is a industrial manufacturing operation that I have somehow done with my hand in this little piece of plastic, which I love. And I'm not even going to let you talk anymore because I'm going to end the show by saying, go to roastwestcoast.com and, and take a look at some of the other notes we have about the AeroPress there. Chris, I love you. Thank you for being on the show again. Thank you for talking about coffee and introducing me to all of these new fancy things that I can spend money on. <laughs> Love you too, buddy. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Hey there, everyone. Here are some of the key takeaways from our conversation about the AeroPress. For starters, it is an immersion coffee brewing device meaning the grinds are submerged or immersed in the water during the flavor extraction process. The AeroPress has a unique history. It was invented by Alan Adler. He was a professor of engineering at Stanford. He also invented the Aerobi, the flying disc with the hole cut out of it that you might see thrown around on the quad at a college campus. The AeroPress has been on the market since 2005, so a relatively new third-wave brewer. It quickly became popular with baristas and, in particular, anyone drinking their coffee outdoors campers, backpackers, bikers, surfers, and so on, due to the speedy brewing recipes and its lightweight and durable design that is particularly easy to clean. There are two popular methods to using the AeroPress. The traditional method, as recommended by the company itself, is pretty straightforward. Slide a round filter into the grate at the end of the cylinder, screw it onto the brewing tube, wet the filter, set the tube on top of the coffee mug like a smokestack, add in your coffee grinds, top it with water, swirl a bit, and then add the second tube with the rubber plunger end. The rubber end creates a vacuum seal, and when your brewing time is finished, between two and three minutes, push down on the top of the plunger. The air between the grinds and the seal forces the water down through the coffee grinds and the filter and into the mug below. Then simply unscrew the little grate where the filter is and pop out the puck of coffee grounds. Rinse, and if you feel so inclined, repeat. I think it is simpler than it sounds on a podcast. The inverted method is almost exactly what it sounds like. You set up the smokestack with the plunger already in it upside down, or inverted. 
and brew with the grinds resting on the rubber plunger seal instead of the paper filter. Then you flip it over onto a coffee mug when you're ready to push the coffee out. The inverted method prevents some slight drippage of coffee into the mug before you're ready, possibly creating a more even extraction. Personally, I'm in camp traditional. Chris, on the other hand, likes to live dangerously, so he prefers the inverted method. Either way, just be careful. That's pretty hot water in that tube. The AeroPress and the smaller, more travel-ready version, the AeroPress Go, are moderately affordable coffee brewers at $35 to $40. The round filters are incredibly cheap. I bought a pack of $350 for only $8. Overall, I'm going to say the AeroPress is an accessible brewer, even for beginners, and the finer grind it requires offers a full-bodied flavor that brings out the rich flavors of a coffee bean. I definitely like it as someone who travels and camps because it is easy to pack and very easy to clean. Head to RoastWestCoast.com to check out the Coffee Smarter AeroPress edition of this week's newsletter if you need to reference any of the info we shared today and pair all of this audio with some imagery to learn even more about this great coffee brewer. Chris and I will be back next week to tackle the prettiest brewer at the ball, the Chemex. Be sure to follow the Coffee Smarter podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss it. And while you're at it, follow our other show, the Roast West Coast Coffee People podcast for inspiring stories and interviews with coffee professionals. That was kind of hard to say. In addition to you out there listening, I couldn't make this show without the support of some incredible industry partners, including Coffee Cycle Roasting, Steady State Roasting, Ascend Coffee Roasters, Morea Coffee, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee Tea, Ignite Coffee Company, Cafe La Terre, and Moster Coffee Company. Thank you for listening today. The goal of this podcast for me is to help you make a better cup of coffee at home, or at least provide a bunch of information that will enable you to make some smart coffee choices. This podcast is part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network. You can find Coffee Smarter show recaps, details, and more coffee information at roastwestcoast.com. If you sign up for the newsletter, I'll just email you the show every week. This episode of the Coffee Smarter Podcast is, was, has been written and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Also edited, now that I think about it. Chris O'Brien has joined me this season as an executive producer on the podcast. Please check out roastwestcoast.com for more Coffee Smarter content. You can find that link in the podcast show notes. Thank you for being awesome, listening to this show, and for drinking good coffee. Did you know that this podcast is a listener and reader-supported creative effort? It's true. Here's how you can help support the podcast. Rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform like Apple or Spotify. With enough ratings and reviews, this show will get picked up in the recommendations algorithms, which is really, really helpful. Subscribe to the free newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. You'll find more coffee education, coffee experiences, and coffee stories to tell. And finally, if you are able, please consider jumping up to the paid subscription option on roastwestcoast.com. I know, I know, why would you do that? You can listen to the show for free. The best reason is to support the creation of this coffee effort, because we want it to keep going. 
The more paid subscribers we have, the more time and energy can be devoted to creating this show, sharing even more coffee content, and more importantly, connecting coffee people around the world. So if you've been enjoying this coffee podcast, please consider subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thanks for drinking good coffee.